Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Comedian, actor, writer Bill Burr on his life and legacy. In a vulnerable moment. Bill Burr shares with us the time last year he thought about quitting stand-up comedy. It's all coming up with Bill Burr on the emerging podcast scene presented by Extend Technologies. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Good. Your table is ready for Carmen in Lima's emerging podcast scene. Brought to you by Extend Technologies. Hello. Bill Burr is going to join us here momentarily. Oh, we are excited. Can I tell you the prep work I did for this? What did you do? I went to the Bill Burr Reddit board. Bill Burr, Bill Burr, Bill Burr, Bill Burr, Bill Burr, Bill Burr. And here's why I went to the Bill Burr Reddit board. They're all Bill Burr fans. So they're all talking about the things that butt. And this is something I want to ask Bill Burr about. It's amazing how Reddit has been able to curate all things. I don't like Reddit. For all people. There is an entire message board of people that know everything about Bill Burr's life. They know about his family. It's almost creepy, the things they know. They know about every project he's ever worked on. They know his history. They know where it all started, where they first heard him, the first stand-up act, the first YouTube video, the Philly uh, situation where he went into Philly and berated the fans for 10 minutes as part of the Opie and Anthony traveling virus tour. And all these fans of Bill Burr, you know what they do on the Reddit board? Mm. They crap on Bill Burr nonstop. Why? And that is the magic of Reddit. That why is why you, I love why it. Why do I want to be on the that platform? Why it, do you why do you want me on that it, website? I, I think there is a gravitational pull, Kenny, we like to use that term. I don't. Where there's nothing that can happen over time except if you are such a diehard fan of somebody, you will eventually hate them. Well, yeah. I think that that's Mark just, David Chapman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man, that's how that works. It, it, it is unbelievable. So these people have gone to Bill Burr's concerts. Concerts? His, yeah, shows. A comedy show, concert. It's a show, not a concert. I mean, it kind of is a concert. I mean, the amount of Is there money a musical instrument being played? These people bring in? Oh, there's got to be some elements of music in there. But these shows are so big, like it really doesn't get much bigger than Bill Burr doing his arena tour, which he has done now like five times over. People pay a lot of money for these tickets. They go there, and they support guys like Bill Burr his entire career. And then they get drunk, and they go on Reddit, and then they're like, ah, wasn't that funny. Ah, he's lost his fastball. He's not as good as he used to be. Yeah. And this happens with everybody. It happens with music acts. It happens with 
celebrities and their movies. And nobody is ever as good as you evolve over time as you were that first time you heard that person. It's true. You feel like you were in it on the ride and then eventually you fall apart. It's true. So I always thought that was interesting. That is very interesting. You can hear him talking right now. You can hear we can hear uh, Owen get right now. You think I'd be nervous. No, I mean, oh, well, Owen is a student of comedy. Yes, he, he listens to so all the podcasts. So he might be very nervous. I'm not, I told you, I, I, got, I was nervous before we had Marty Smith on earlier today. Yeah. I'm still nervous right now. It yeah. was great. I thought it was a great interview. I'm nervous. Sorry. It's true. Okay. He, he, we are in a holding pattern I bet he's right not now. talking to Bill Burr. I bet he's talking to the publicists on the we phone. Are. Oh, that's right. Because Bill I, Burr wouldn't have as much talk, to say. Is he talking to him? <gasps> he's yeah. talking to He's talking to Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Wait. Hey. He, when he hears us, you can't be doing that. No, we can't. Okay, we gotta be professional. Because we got it. Yeah, and he's gonna think he's gonna think we're a couple of hacks. Hello, is this Bill Burr? Yes, it is. Okay, how did our producer do? We assumed he got really nervous and blew it when talking to you because he's such a huge fan of yours. No, no, he came on like a man. He said what That's we were right. talking about, and he told came me to stick like to the man. script, or I'd have to answer to him. Yeah, but now he's going to go on Reddit, and he's going to go on the Billboard Reddit page. He's going to trash you because that's what, that's what the big fans do now. Well, that hasn't been my experience, but if that's what he wants to do, God bless him. The Internet's a free place. Uh, you're coming to Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium on the 7th, okay? I want to talk about that, um, but I want to talk to you about something else. Can I start with this? Well, it's your interview. Whatever yeah, you want to do. What the hell? Um, can you make Netflix bring back F is for Family? I'm dead. I'm dead. Dead serious. I'm dead serious. I've been saying all week to the listeners, I want F is for Family to be brought back. Please. Yeah, I mean, it had a five season run. Unless you don't want to do it. What is nice about it is we didn't overstay our welcome, so people still want to see more. It's, I would rather have it leave a little early than stay too long. It had so much heart. It's such a good show. I'm sorry. Go ahead there, Tom. We got to be honest. I, the, lo- I the, swear to God, I love it so yada, much. The yada, yada, yada season of Seinfeld, it, it, it kind of went too far, did it not? It did. He's right. You want to you wanna strike while the iron is hot. You don't want to stay on too long. Hey, why don't we get these texts before we have Bill Burr on so I don't have to ask him about TV <laughs> well, shows because of the writer's I was talking strikes. to Bill Burr about Jesus. when I did the little pre-screen thing. All right, Bill, I'm sorry. I thought the strike was over. I thought I'm it was sorry. ending. sorry. Jesus. All right, you're coming to Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium in Canton. Have you how how many times have you ever been to Canton? Um, I wanna say I definitely went one time when I was a kid to go to the Hall of Fame and then I think one other time I might have done a college somewhere around there and I think I've been to the Hall of Fame twice. But uh yeah, I think that that's what it is. All right, Bill, you you're a little older than us, but not much. And you grew up watching the NFL that we all, you know, grew infatuated with. And we talk all the time about how that NFL, we would see teams be so conservative. They would punt the ball on third down. I mean, imagine today in today's league, teams punting the ball on third down. And we talk about how much like kids today don't know how conservative, ultra conservative the NFL was back then. But now teams well, are going I don't for think it. They ever punted on third they did. down. It was a quick they kick. They never went. They never went. Why would you punt on third yep. down? I remember watching John Elway. That, John Elway under Dan. <laughs> and Reeves. we had snowdrifts the size of skyscrapers. <laughs> so, Nobody punted on third down. I've been watching football. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. 
So, so Bill, maybe maybe our memories are not exactly the same. <laughs> but it's with been a that, hell of a start to an interview. We here. used to deliberately throw an interception because they wanted to be on defense. And that was the silly. Game. I mean, what are you, what are you doing? We condemned that. Man. Nobody punted that on the third. That wasn't smart football <laughs> from Vinny Testaverde. That wasn't very smart. So, with all that said, Bill, what do you think of teams that go for it on fourth down at their own twenty-three? Yeah, I mean, I don't understand. Like, I watched uh, the Giants the other day, and, and there was like 25 minutes of regulation football left. You know, they're going to be d- they're down by five. If they kick a kick an extra point, they're down by four. They go for the two point conversion, and they don't get it. And it's just like I don't. And, and my buddy's going like, well, the, the analytics say that you know you're not going to miss two two point conversions in a row. It's like, well, you're not going to miss two extra points. Just kick them. Like, people don't understand when you're going for a two-point conversion, you have to score another touchdown. For some reason, they're not looking at it like that. I don't know. I, I just feel like it sends a message to the offense that, that you don't feel they're going to get down there again. So we got to get to within three. Maybe we can tie this up and get lucky with the turnover. John Madden always said take the points, and I agree with that. What you always think of the Cleveland Browns? Um, I always loved the Cleveland Browns because, um, on my dad's side, you know, my parent, my, I have family out there, Sydney, Ohio. My dad used to watch Jim Brown and my grandmother wrote for the Cleveland press. So we were always fans. Really? So I loved them in the early eighties. Yeah. I loved them. Uh, Brian Sipe, Ozzie Newsome, and all of those guys. I was a big fan. Who wrote for the Cleveland press in your family? My grandmother. Oh my God. I had no idea about that. Yeah. I mean, well, well, you know, <laughs> She didn't hit you up. She did it in like probably the 1940s and 50s. I mean, it was a long time ago. Ask him questions, Tone. I, 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 never, I'm flustered after I, I asked him. I didn't think I was going to hear anything more ridiculous than people punting on first down, <laughs> other than the fact that for some reason you thought it was bizarre that you didn't know that my grandmother, who died like 30 years ago, wrote for the Cleveland Press when Eisenhower was in office. Uh, Bill Burr. Oh, I guess, I guess I didn't do my research for this interview. We were we did Reddit board research. That's what we did. Uh, Bill Burr joining us. Are you sick and tired of the Taylor Swift infatuation right now at NFL games? She's going to be at the Knicks game. Are you tired of it already, Bill Burr? No. No. Why am I going to tell young people what they should like? There's always pop stars, and they have to have theirs. And old people got to stop being like, Oh, this isn't music. Oh, what like, our music stunk too. All right, it all stinks. But then it's great. You look back on it, then you you glorify it. Like how Generation X is acting like there's such a tough generation now because we didn't wear helmets when we rode bicycles, and we're saying this to kids nowadays. It's like you know what else we we didn't do? We didn't fight a war, which they've been doing their whole lives, and it's also 80 degrees in October. So I think they're a pretty tough generation. If they want to, you know, tap out with a little Taylor Swift, God bless them. <laughs> Bill Burr joining us on the show. I'm now getting texts from my buddies to just ask you stupid questions. Like, they're coming up with the questions asked just so you'll rip us for the stupidity. Thoughts? Well, why do you think you need their advice? You're killing it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got to say, I, I, I did want to say that you deserve uh, a ton of credit. Obviously, we're, we're big fans. We've paid a lot of money to see you before. I don't even get freebies when it comes to the Bill Burr. We actually have to pay 
which which shows you how big you are that we can't even get the freebies from our executives here. We couldn't get freebies to the show. Well, maybe if you no. ask some better questions, you could get I, into the uh, to the honor ring. There. I, I think that's the problem. I do want to give you credit. You were the first person in 305 straight podcasts to finally get Joe Rogan off talking COVID. You were the one that was able to accomplish that. And to that, I'm forever grateful. Thoughts? Oh, all right. Well, if I knew that that was the case, I wouldn't have done it because I, I don't need Joe upset with me. <laughs> um, I, I, I wanted to turn this into like a Terry Gross interview, and I can't do it. I have no idea. Ask Lima. Go. Ask questions. Go. All right. Uh, Bill Burr, I want to ask you because you're coming to Canton. We're promoting this uh, terrific concert. You used to be somebody who'd perform in intimate settings, the old school comedy Sorry. club. How different is it performing in front of so many people, the arena tours that you've done, you're doing Red Rocks, my God, it's incredible. What's Red Rocks? Uh, it's somewhere out west, and it's a beautiful concert venue. Oh, no, okay, I remember that. Okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, so is it is it any different for you, or do you just get ready for these all the same way at this point? No, it was definitely, and this is the tour where I started playing, like, really bigger places, and I uh, definitely had imposter syndrome, like, why are all these people coming out? But once, <coughs> excuse me, once I get on stage, I'm all right. And my approach hasn't changed from when I was working in comedy clubs to working, you know, bigger places where it's like, I'm still working on my act. I'm still highly critical of what I'm doing. And then also, you know, it's like, you know, it's funny as you take, you do some of those bigger places and people who don't do stand up, they always give you the same advice. They're like, you know, make sure you take it in. You know, when you're up there, just make sure you have a moment for yourself. And it's just like, that's not how stand-up comedy works. Like, I can't take it in because then I start bombing. Or I got to, like, I'm listening to the crowd and they're telling me to speed up or slow down. Like, that that relationship is still the same, like, that you have in, like, a comedy club. So you can't really take it in. You got to, like, reflect on it afterward. But um, I, to be honest with you, I try not to think about it. You know, because like where I'm performing in Canton, Ohio is ridiculous to me. It's not something that was not even part of my dream. My dream was to to be working the punchlines, the improvs. That was as big as it. It's so crazy how this comedy and internet social media thing has blown up stand up. Where like I remember seeing Damon Wayans at the height of in in living color, and he did six sold out shows at a comedy club, Comedy Connection in. Uh, in, uh, in, in Boston, Massachusetts, I just remember thinking like, oh my God, he sold out sets 400 seats times six, 2,400. That's just the way it was back then. Um, I don't know if it was because like Napster and stuff like that destroyed the music industry. It just kind of killed that whole star making rock star machine mm -hmm. and comics filled in. Or I think maybe comedy's perfect for the internet because you only want to hear a joke once. So we're just constantly cranking out new stuff. I don't know. Do you remember? I, mean, I got me thinking about this big stupid show I got to do. I'm sorry about that. Do you? Uh, I wasn't even thinking about it. Do you remember the first time you ever did it? Never did stand up. Yes. What was it like? I was. Uh, it was an outer body experience, and it didn't go that well. But it was just definitely something like I knew. You know, I pretty much messed up everything in my life at that point. But that was just like one of those things. I was like, this is, this is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. And I remember the second show I did, which was at Stitches Comedy Club, 
it was the first time I felt like I fit in with the people that I was with. Because when I was growing up, it's like I played sports, but I wasn't the jock. I was into music, but I wasn't a musician. You know what I mean? I wasn't a nerd. I wasn't a cool kid. I just didn't feel like where I fit in. And when I went to that open mic, I kind of met people that were the same kind of crazy that I was. And it just felt like home. So here I am. Oh, 31 years later. I mean, obviously, the people that come out to see you now, they are huge Bill Burr fans. Very rare, unless they're a date, that somebody would be like, oh, I want to see what this Bill Burr's made of. Let's see if he can make me laugh. With that said, do you oh, think... I meet those all the time. Really? That's funny, because they'll come up. They'll come up. It's usually the woman. So the guy will come up and be like, hey, can I get a picture? And she'll take the picture. And like an idiot will be like, oh, do you want one too? And she'll be like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> 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 well, do you think the crowds have changed at all? Because, uh, look, everybody wants to bring up political correctness and they'll cancel, although Dave Chappelle is making more money this year than he's ever made before. So this this machine has not stopped, no matter how controversial you are. Do you think fans have changed at all? Well, definitely the vibe has changed a little bit. But like a lot of that whole stuff was just exaggerated and... Um you weren't canceled as much as you were blacklisted from Hollywood. Like if you had a TV show, you had a movie career. The funny thing that I thought about the whole thing was I just found like, it seemed like the punishment of being canceled was my career. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was just like, oh, I can't be on TV. I can't do movies anymore. I guess I'll do stand-up. <laughs> so that's weird. When people would go like, Bill, you say all this stuff. How come you don't get canceled? I'm like, well, because my career is the punishment. I'm already <laughs> where you end up. I'm in the middle of nowhere doing stand-up, you know, up in Edmonton, Alberta. Like, I mean, I think, uh, I don't know. But I think it was a really bad time for liberals. And I feel like they're going to try to walk away from it. They're already trying to say nobody got canceled. It's like, yeah, well, they, well, blacklisted, whatever you want to call it. And I feel like. The amount of, listen, there was bad people that had to get, you know, that had to be dealt with, but the amount of, like, people that were chiming in on and they weren't there, whatever was being accused, you weren't there, and they were just throwing gas on the fire. I just look at those people like, dude, during the Red Scare, you would have named names. So, I don't know. Just my opinion. Oh, but the, the ability now to go straight to consumer, I mean, this is this is a total game changer for so many comedians, it's not going to be for everybody, but the ability of Louis C.K. to go straight to consumer or even, you know, uh, Andrew Schultz to be able to go right to YouTube or, you know, so many of these guys are doing it. It, it, it. I mean, can you imagine if that was available to you 25 years ago and maybe what that would have changed? No, it's a great time. It's a great time for uh, comedians where they, they get to decide. Well, you know, when I was coming up, it was like somebody had to tap you on the head with their magic wand to be like, and you get a special, you know? So I don't know. It's, it, you know, and it's like anything. It's, it's, there's good aspects to it and bad aspects to it. It's just a new type of thing. I actually think uh, the stand-up special might go by the wayside and it's just going to be clips. People are just going to be just putting out a clip at a time rather than an entire hour because I don't know that, kids want to sit and watch an hour anymore because <laughs> hmm. I find myself on like Instagram and I'll be, I'll see a video that's like seven minutes long or whatever on YouTube. It's like, I don't want to watch seven minute video, but then I'll spend four hours watching one minute clips. 
So I don't know what that is, but I feel like that's that's affecting um, the new business model of stand-up comedy. About the canceling thing, do you think people just try to make it about themselves and like jumped in on canceling people? I don't know. That's a pretty vague question. Can you dial that in a little bit? Some of the other celebrities out there try to make it about themselves and getting other people like, I support this cause and this person needs to be canceled. Is that one of the things you might be thinking of? You know, you sound like the last family member on the family feud. You know, like every family has like four smart people and there's that last guy out of there. Hey, do you think God is people? Uh, I, I have no idea. I'm not. I have no idea what people think. I think that you don't like them, and you're trying to get me to say something you want you want to say. So why don't you just say it? No, I'm sick of these Hollywood types. You know what the best thing about traveling is? Is you actually get to see the truth. So like all you guys out in your red states are like, oh my god, these these Hollywood people, they're infinity pools eating fetuses, a bunch of pedophiles. That's not happening. Everybody's working their ass off in Hollywood. Right, and then I come up to red states, and Hollywood people are like, "Ah, they're out there banging their sister with this all in the clan." It's like, no, they're not. They're not. They're walking around. I wasn't around leading you anywhere. I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. Now, listen. I've been doing this long enough. You- <laughs> He thought he had a saboteur. I you, can guess your opinion on about five different things just by that question, but we don't oh, have the time. Oh, I kind of want him to do it now. Oh, but I go ahead. That. Go I ahead, Lyman. Ah, you, you typical Hollywood liberals, you know. <laughs> give it, pat each other on the back with their stupid award shows. I love how you act like you don't have award shows in radio. Like, they, they, they give out awards if you're selling Kias, you know? Everybody, everybody does it. I don't know why they trash Hollywood for it. I have no problem with the Oscars, Bill. I swear to God, I have no problem with the Oscars. Uh, you've lost all credibility with me. <laughs> oh. he, wait, wait till he gets to the, to the Met Gala, Bill. Wait till he gets to the Met Gala and how much they spent on the dress. Anyway, Bill Burr. Uh, don't forget, yeah, he's going to be on Netflix. Old Dads. Uh, terrific. He's got live at Red Rocks and... Uh, so much more. Uh, listen, Bill, it was a pleasure of a lifetime. <laughs> At least one of us can say that uh, on this interview. Are you we kidding? Do, no, I love uh, it. We do appreciate you. you. We do appreciate you, you taking Bill. the time. Back, I got to tell you. Well, the, I appreciate you appreciating yes, this. Yes. <laughs> to this day. Thank you. Your eruption in Philly remains to be one of the best things ever. Oh, stop. stop I'm it. serious. I'm serious. I don't stop care. It. I was an ONA fan. I hated that everybody tried to get you to do that in every city after what you did in Philly, but that meltdown. No, they only did it in one city. But there you they, go again. Saying weren't they trying to egg you on? Weren't they, Come on. They, they, weren't they the annoying <laughs> ONA fans trying to egg you on? Were they not? So first you did. First you made the statement like you knew what was going on, and then I told you what happened, and now you're going to cross-examine me about my own life experience? <laughs> I'm not in the business of lying, so well, I can't. I can't. Talk that is what it. it happened in Cleveland, and that was it. It never happened again. We can't talk to Patrice O'Neill, but we'll we'll talk to Bill Burr. Unfortunately, we do we do love that. We miss those days. Miss those days of all okay. those great comics with you, Bill. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. There he is, Bill Burr, Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium. Why do you sound funny? I don't know. Is your thing working? Yeah. I don't know what happened. Finagle your mic there. Finagle it. Finagle. Do some mic finagle. Finagle your microphone. <laughs> the microphone. There you go. There it is. You think Bill had a good time? Nope. Uh, 
You finagled too much. I hope he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I just talked to him and... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I was so... (laughs) Well, we started started off doing something we weren't allowed to do. Yeah. I didn't... Okay, not the email. He, care. he, no, so, he doesn't okay. care. You two stooges in that room as I'm trying to talk to I him. I almost got, something dumber. And you got your little... You guys little, have no idea. Oh, I'm very scared of talking about... I don't care about so, Bill Burr, first right. off. Second off... <laughs> first off, I do care about Bill Burr. No, I care about... I'm, Bill Burr. You know, I like him. Bill Burr, Bill Burr. He is one of my guy. favorite I'm not comedians. Inti- I'm not intimidated by him, first off. Second off... I'm trying to tell you stuff, and you won't stop for 30 seconds no. to let me get the info to you. Oh, because we were doing a bit. Don't ask the question. We were doing, Bill we, were, we were doing bits before All the right, show. Well, hey, you know what? It ended up working out, okay? Uh, Bill turns Burr out hate, it was pretty good. Whatever, yeah. Bill Burr hates me. I think Bill and, 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 destroyed my feelings and self-confidence. And if Bill Burr didn't have a fan in me before, now knowing <laughs> that Bill Burr hates you makes me love I think, him even more. I think more. Bill turning on notice, us was better. Did you notice what better. he was doing, though? And I had to shut up, and I just had to take it because I love I love the fun. This is going to be mm-hmm. insider stuff. People who listen to the show, Lime and I, whenever we start talking politics, I love to be politically ambiguous. Mm-hmm. And he started in, and I'm going, he is going to trap me into saying things I don't want to say because I there's a lot of things I just don't want people to know on that. I It is the one thing I love making people guess on. I have so much fun with it, and I'm not going to give it away. I'm not going to do it. And I and I'm going. He's going to get. You know, he's going to get me defensive, and I'm going to start saying things I don't want. I don't want to say. Yes. I do not yeah. want to be trapped because Bill Burr's obviously smart. And he's been doing this a million years, and so obviously he could hook an idiot like me. But I was sitting there going, if you say something, 
you're going to be held accountable for it, and he's going to help, and he's going to ridicule you, and so you got to be careful. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take this. Right so now. here, and I, I, I thought that was that was the best possible way to go. <laughs> you could sit here trying to because he's like you're trying to trap me here, and I'm like, I'm not. And he really wasn't. Ken, Ken really wasn't. And there is nothing. Here's here's the the hard thing. You know, I've said this like when we, uh, especially younger, earlier in our careers, when we would interview coaches. Like I would say, hey, if if Jim Beheim who has faced every question you could ever imagine as a head coach. Has he not? Has he gotten every question? Yeah. He knows how to deal. 40, yeah. 45 years, he can make you look stupid. Yeah. He knows way more basketball than you. He, he knows way more about coaching. That doesn't mean he doesn't make mistakes, but he can make anybody look stupid if he chooses. A stand-up comedian, if they choose to, they are going to make you look bad, and if you get defensive about it, yeah. well, it's just gonna you're just yeah, gonna dig a deeper hole. They win because there's nothing you can say. A comedian, their entire life, especially if they're good, the confrontations. The whole thing of why they're good at what they do is they're quick witted. They've been through every situation. They take inventory of it, and no matter where you go with something, they've heard it before. There's no question you can ask a comedian where they're like, "That's the best question I've ever I've ever been asked. I've never been asked that before. That's incredible. It's never gonna happen. Nope. It's impossible." I remember Burt Kreischer, Burt Kreischer, who we've had. And in fact, we couldn't even play it because. Yeah, but didn't we have him on the podcast later? And it was fine. Yeah. Right. But I sat in the green room at Hilarities with Burt Kreischer. Congratulations on all your success. And then success. we went out and drank with him because wow. we had mutual comedian <laughs> friends. This be, he would never do that today. He has the camper situation and, and has security yeah. detail. And it would never happen. The guy, the guy is insanely big. Well, he has a movie now. He has a movie. That's right, which I haven't seen yet, which I'm going to. It's out. But there, I quickly learned, there is no trying to impress somebody like that. There is no relatable thing you can try yep. to do to become relatable to the comedian. There's no observation you can make that they haven't already thought. Like, you can think that you have a concept for a joke, and I'm telling you that they've already thought it. They've Because that's their job that's the only way they can feed their families and to continue growing is to think of everything that's ever done. So on a daily basis, somebody like Bill Burr or, or Burr Kreischer, or even on a very lower scale, somebody who's just starting out in comedy who is in Cleveland, who's trying, who's trying to make it. That's all they're doing. They're thinking of angles and observations. So for you to sit there and think you're going to get something amazing out of the comedian, it's the ball's in their court. It's whatever they want to do. So Bill Burr just crushing us, and we are getting texts from our best friends and our former colleagues, and they're like, you guys just absolutely got destroyed. And I'm like, good. Who wants to hear Bill Burr just talk about his stuff? I can't believe I just got smashed like that. Nobody wants him. that. Nobody wants that, right? I cannot believe. <laughs> Did you really want to hear just... about, about Red Rocks? He's still going to get 10 million downloads. It's not going to matter. He... <laughs> I can't believe. Like, come on. I know six things the way you think about. So I almost asked something really stupid. So I read the email that said, don't ask him about the old dad's movie, <laughs> The Strikes. He can't promote it, this, that, and the other. I didn't even think about oh, F is oh. for Family. And I love F is for Family. I love that show. I didn't even think about that. The other thing is, is I've seen Boondock Saints a bunch, but I haven't seen it. <laughs> in years. And it's like an old wives tale or something that he, 
Bill Burr is the detective in Doc Saints when it's actually a guy I just looked up named Brian Mahoney, and I swear to God, I was almost going to be like, who's Boondock Saints? <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. I looked at it, I go, oh. I, sh- I said, should I just go into this knowing? But I was like, nah, you can't. You can't now. Now that you know you can't do it, it won't work uh, out. He rejected every premise that we came to the interview with. He said... God, that was great. The COVID he thing, started he didn't out, take. He, he didn't did do not the COVID take COVID. Thing. Nope. He knew he wasn't going to do anything uh, uh, clickbait-worthy with Joe Rogan. That was not... Because, my God, you put in a headline, Joe Rogan, Bill Burr, and and the the immediate and third analytics. third down punny. Third down punny. Nope, never happened. Oh my God. I mean, he could not have been more dismissive towards anything we were about to do. And then there was a period of time where me and Ken were trying to pass off the questions, like, your turn. And Ken's like, no, your turn. And I'm thinking, I got nothing else. There's nothing else because we're just walking into traps. We're walking into landmines. That's exactly what we're doing. There's nothing we can do to defuse the situation. Yeah. He's co- he's completely having fun at our expense. I, he's not mean-spirited or anything like that. Like, oh, he Bill, can be mean-spirited. Bill, That's fine. Bill, Bill Burr just wanted to – he knows our fans got – we're looking forward to this, and he just wanted to crush us. The Reddit thing, he's like, that's not been my experience. Really? Have you been to Reddit? Bill Burr has been to Reddit. He knows that his own fan club makes fun of him on Reddit every day. And he wanted to just leave me, leave me way out there on the limb, sounding terrible. It was a master class, a master's class by Bill Burr, making the host look stupid. It was amazing. It with was absolutely said, amazing. With that said, if Bill Burr wanted to come on again, we would do it again. I don't know what I'd ask him. I don't think you could prep for that. I don't think I could write down questions that would be good. We can't get tickets to this thing. Yeah, sure. Go to Ticketmaster. Yeah, last time I went, I think I spent six hundred dollars. Six hundred dollars to see Bill Burr. They're good seats, man. They were good seats, even though you could have the worst seats and look at the big Humongotron, and it probably would have been the same experience completely. And I had to go to the bathroom ten times because I drank too much pre gaming before the concert. Always a bad thing for the show. Always a bad thing. You drink too much, then you have to leave every five seconds. You're missing punchlines. You're missing setups. You're missing everything. Do you? I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't believe it just got ripped apart like that. See, if you had Sebastian so, Maniscalco on, he would not rip us. He'd I'm, but have fun. I'm like, I feel the same way. I feel like I feel satisfied after a steak dinner. <laughs> like that's how I feel. I'm like, I cannot believe that was so therapeutic, and I just want to thank him. So who looked worse? Because I, I, I mean, I could argue everything I came in thinking was going to be good blew up in my face. It was great. Blew up right in my face. God, he's so talented. I love him so much. God, he's so good. How good is he? So now I want to hear the other interviews that he does and see what the approach is and whether it works. Do for they him. ask him about third down? <laughs> <laughs> well, a- how many local <laughs> radio interviews is Bill Bird doing these days? I I don't think any at all. I think he. I think there can't you guys be. are like there can't be. You're you're one in a thousand right now. Yeah. I don't think uh, he's doing I, those at all anymore. You, he you're saying we're to. one out of a thousand? Yeah, if you say like one in a million, I don't think you're one in a million. No, I mean like I we're one, one in a thousand. I right thought now. you meant like we're one of oh, the thousand that he's going to do. Made up. I didn't know. But so you've I seen him. You've seen him. There is a whole medley of videos where he goes on with Colin Coward, and he just makes fun of Colin <laughs> the entire time. He makes Colin look like a buffoon. Right. You got to be comfortable but getting made fun of. But if he is doing a podcast, it's with his other comedian friends. Yes, or it's, or at least it is a. Well, maybe he doesn't know them, but it is a big millions of downloads type of thing. He's not coming on with guys like you guys. 
that often. No, those days are over. These mm-hmm. guys all even joke about how bad it is to so go to on have morning him radio on today and to be able to hear that side and know that he's still got all of that in well, him. Well, it's morning radio's fault. It's our mm-hmm. pre- honestly, it's our predecessor. Yeah, it, like the okay, like the the legends. The legends don't. Uh, I'm not t- saying like Howard Stern and ONA and the. It's not their fault. It's. It's the dingo and the baby. It's weenie and the butt. It's yeah. the it, yeah. It's the Ilkin and Barrasso. <laughs> yeah, where it's like, hey, yeah. do this and do this and do this. Like that. That's a killer. That's just a killer. And there's, I mean, there's been, there's been two interviews that we've done of comedians that I've, I've not liked. One was my fault. The other one was their fault. The other one, you know, which one was their oh, fault. Oh, we know. We know which one was their fault. The other one was, if I ever get a chance to get it back, I want an, I want another whack at Kevin Nealon. I really want another whack before he's done. I was because I, I asked him the stupidest. I asked him. He looked at me like I was the biggest idiot. Like and and I and he had every right to. And I've thought about it every time I see Kevin Nealon on Instagram or anything like that. I just have so much regret because I was host I, and I was so honestly I was nervous to meet him and he was in studio and I I was nervous to meet Kevin Nealon. And I caught myself in a moment where I wasn't paying attention, and I asked him some stupid <laughs> question about some stu- some story that he was telling, and he looked at me like it was the stupidest person that he's ever met in his life, and I've always regretted it. I always like like I remember Kevin looking at me like, "What are you doing?" I got kind of got Kevin back when he kind of hurried along Scott Hall, and I was a little bit, and Scott Hall was pissed off about it, but that's a different story. Rest in peace, Scott Hall. But um, I man. <sighs> Yeah, that kind of kills it because they don't. Because to Kevin Nealon, I'm like, I'm trying my. I don't want to sit there and go, and then what did you do? <laughs> and then what did you well, so, I don't want to do that. Okay, so. And then I messed not, up the whole thing. Not a comedian, but, you know, our good friend, Jerry Ferrara, who threw out the first pitch yesterday. Oh, yeah. He came on the show and people genuinely loved it, right? They genuinely yeah, loved it. Yeah, because Jerry's feedback. very comfortable. Because well, I treated yes. it. I didn't treat it as an. Inter- I try my best not to treat it as an interview. Like you had to ask some establishing questions. Right. But sure. then it, I, I was like, I got to get into a debate with but, him about something he's that he's a, passionate about. He's a wannabe sports talk show host yes. now. He's not just hey, I was on these shows, uh, and I'm in Hollywood. But we did get a little bit of criticism. As you will get any time. Fortunately, we'll get no criticism for the Bill Burr interview. People got exactly what they wanted. Yes, they did. But some people said, why didn't you guys ask about Entourage? And I thought, man, I have no interest as of right now to hear the Entourage stories on this first time that we get a chance to meet them and have them in studio. And then I saw you went on a couple other shows, all Entourage questions. That's it. Really? Few, few sports, all Entourage. And I'm like, man, it was 20 years ago. Yeah, but I think you were trying to set him up with something he really wanted to do. Unless, yes. I, again, he's welcome in here anytime. And if he Text wants, him and tell him to come in. If he wants to tell Entourage stories, fine. No, I'll bring him on I, the podcast and say, Jerry, did you want us to ask you Entourage questions, or what was it? I, but I, I, I almost thought that would be, like, shortchanging him. Somebody who you've seen the headlines. He's like, got a podcast he, coming out. Like, I'm sure yeah. he can answer Entourage questions, but he... He had something he wanted to get off his chest about the Giants that day. And we might need to have him back because I put the Giants on my unwatchables oh, list. Call no. back. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies and Broadview Heights. X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. Yelling callback like that is morning radio sort of stuff. <laughs> that, the look what, you gay, Yeah. Ding-ling-ling-ling-ling-ling-ling-ling. <laughs> are we done? I, I think, think that's are. it, man. You know what? Send us your feedback. You Lord can tweet at the show. We will read the feedback uh, in the opening segment tomorrow. I think we have our opening segment tomorrow. Yes, we do. And I mean, unless something crazy happens tonight. Unless Bill Burr wants to come on the opening segment tomorrow. I don't think he's going to be up. Can there. we get a redo? 
He's coming to Canton uh, October 7th. Go see him, because that was awesome. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 